Welcome back to the Highway to Health Podcast, and thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this episode of the podcast, we'll be joined by Dr. Carol Lieberman, who is a psychiatrist, author, and TV personality. As you guys will hear, she'll be talking to us about holiday stress and the difficulties that some people have coping with the holiday season. In addition, she'll address the temptation that some of us feel when we long for holidays of the past. Dave Nemo will be your host for this edition of the Highway to Health podcast. And now let's hand it off to Dave for his feature interview with Dr. Carol Lieberman. With the holidays upon us, we're going to do something about it. And a lady that can really do something with it is going to be joining us here for the second time on the program. And we are really thrilled and honored to welcome back Dr. Carol Lieberman. Of course, you've seen her on television and the news. She expresses her views on physiological, sociopolitical, and psychological things. So if somebody wants an expert opinion on something going on with our brains and the way we act, Dr. Lieberman is the one they call. So thank you for for answering when we called you and good morning my pleasure thank you it's great to have you with us this is becoming a cliche of course coping with holiday holiday stress i guess it started maybe when the holiday started <laughs> well yes i know holiday blues and all of that but this year there's more but holiday blues yes comes around all the time and what that has to do with is a kind of feeling of melancholy based upon unconscious memories and longing for our past for past holidays when we were kids and our parents and grandparents and families everybody was doing things for us to make us happy on the holidays presents all kinds of different things to make kids happy especially for kids as we grow up and perhaps having kids of our own we're the ones who are expected to provide all of that. And there's kind of a longing, and not just for being the recipients, but also for a time when it was more innocent, when we felt more secure in the world, when we could kind of relax and just enjoy the holidays. Now, of course, with all of the things that are going on in the world, the holidays, it's hard to concentrate on the holidays. I don't know if, how it is where you are, but in California, one thing that's been very odd this year is that it used to be that people would decorate their homes, certainly starting like usually around December 1st, there would be lights and so on outside people's homes. Well, this year, that really isn't happening very much. And I think it reflects the depression that people are feeling about the situation in the world. Holy cow, let me stop you right there. This is unbelievable because I thought it was just me. My wife and I went out Saturday night through the neighborhoods around here that always are lit up, my own neighborhood being one of them. Yeah, unbelievable lack of lights. So I asked Tim Ridley, who is with us. He does the show way too early for you out on the West Coast. But I asked him on the show this morning. We kind of do a little handoff between the shows when I come on and he gets up. And we were chatting about uh-huh. this, that, and the other, and I brought Andre into it. And yes, Tim has noticed the same thing. I kept it there. I can't believe you just said that because, wow, yeah, it is apparent across the country. And this overriding gloom, I guess, and Paul that is over the world right now. And here in the country, there's no escape, is there? Yes, I think it's a combination of the sadness, the pall, and all of that um, hard to feel like celebrating. But I think also even worse of the fear that I think people have 
I'm not sure if you know, but I am the terrorist therapist. So after 9-11, I became what I call the terrorist therapist. I trademarked it. What I've been doing is helping people since then cope with the memories of 9-11, cope with terrorism around the world, and trying to warn people about the fact that terrorists are not done with 9-11, that the goal of terrorism is global jihad, not just Israel, not just Jews, and also Christians. And I think that part of the lack of lights and so on, ornaments and all of that outside houses, also has to do with perhaps a fear that people have about being attacked. Well, I know a lot of folks are afraid to put out things like menorahs at this point. I hadn't heard about Christmas, but you can certainly extrapolate that for sure, right? Yes, and that's what terrorists are looking for. Anybody who's an infidel, in other words, anybody who doesn't believe in radical Islam. So that would include Christians. The horrible thing with the pro-Palestinians, pro-Hamas people who protested at the lighting of the Christmas tree in New York, it was showing really that nobody who believes in religion other than radical Islam is safe. Yeah, boy, there's another plane of discussion and another plane of concern restructuring our positioning, I guess. Put AI now on top of everything. You got this sludge pot. Now all of a sudden we throw this green glowing AI into this pot, 55 <laughs> yeah. gallon drum that we're trying to bury in the backyard. Yes, there has been so much in the past few years before the war in the Middle East, so much that is crazy making. AI will be the final straw because you're not going to know what to believe, what is true, and what is just made up by AI. When I was in college, and I have a degree in this, of all things, radio, television, film, it was called communications. One of the first exercises we ever did with a reel-to-reel tape deck, one of the first exercises we had, Carol, was to take the Gettysburg Address, record it, and then cut it up to make it say something completely Mm. different. And that took days. And a lot of tape sounded pretty much like it was spliced together, but the idea was the idea. Now, all you got to do is push a button on a computer somewhere and it's done for you flawlessly. You're listening to the Highwood Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. If you would like to stay up to date on what's happening with Radio Nemo, please visit RadioNemo.com. You'll see the latest on the Dave Nemo Show, Dave Nemo Weekends, and the Tim Ridley Show. RadioNemo.com also has a blog section with news and notes from around the trucking industry. That web address is again, RadioNemo.com. Now folks, if you'd like to go further down the highway to health, we'd like to invite you to listen to the Dave Nemo Show on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. The trip down the highway to health on the Dave Nemo Show happens every Tuesday morning from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Now let's get you back to this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Dr. Carol Lieberman is with us here this morning, and it's hard to talk about anything anymore without piling in everything that surrounds it. We do a lot of work on the Highway to Health with folks from the Mayo Clinic. They put out a list of tips on how to handle holiday stress, and one of the things that I thought was interesting was, you remember the old expression, if you want to get anything done, ask a busy person to do it. You remember that? Yes. Well, one of the things they say to do is say no, be able to say no. 
no. It's probably hard for folks who can't say no any time of year, but it's super hard around this time of year, right? Well, yes. On top of all the normal things, many of us are like hamsters in a cage on a wheel, as it is. And then comes the holidays, and so you have to get gifts, you have to decorate, you have to cook, you have to go to parties. You don't have to, but I mean, these are the usually things that are expected that one does. There are different ways to cope. For one thing, we were talking about sort of the doom and gloom of this year. Let's talk a little bit about positive stuff. Because of how doomy and gloomy it is, this is a year when one should make more of an effort to spread kindness. Now, we can all do that every day just by walking in the street and smiling at other people or wherever we are, smiling at people, asking how people are, doing things that are helpful for people. Then, of course, we can do it on a more organized kind of way by volunteering with some kind of a charity. And not just donating money, but actually doing things, volunteering at a soup kitchen, for example, or reading books to people who are ill or elderly people or things like that. Of course, ideally, one would help with things in the world, help try to make the world better. But also for the holidays, it would be sort of okay, at least for part of it, to make yourself like a little snow globe, those little things that you shake. It's like an insulated, a compact kind of world in this snow globe. So you can kind of pretend for the holidays, just to keep your sanity, that your world, that you're living in a little kind of snow globe with a snowman or whatever you want in your snow globe, and try to make the people in your little snow globe happy. Do what you can to make your holidays happy. And then, of course, holidays, whether it's Hanukkah or Christmas, these are religious holidays. So a lot of times these days after the lockdowns and so on, a lot of people have stopped going to their place of worship. And that is part of what is making things bad in our country and all over the world, for that matter. So recognize the origins of your holiday and go to your place of worship. And that will certainly help you feel better and bring you back to your roots. Again, it's really all of the traditional things. We have to reinvent the wheel here, in other words, but sometimes we kind of lose touch with almost the reality of the situation and we kind of insulate ourselves. So the snow globe thing is good, but it could go either way, I guess, because the snow globe is one thing, but then burying your head in the sand is another thing too, I guess, right? Right. Well, I'm not talking about doing this like for any long period of time. I'm just saying if people are just overwhelmed by everything going on in their lives, in the world, and they're having a really hard time getting any enjoyment for themselves or their family out of the holidays, then it's okay to be a snow globe for a little while. Not forever, because we each are responsible, really, for making the world a better place. I'm going to go back to the Mayo list here. One of the things they suggest is to kind of just be realistic about what's going on because we constantly want to hearken back. And I said, I remember when I was a little boy in the 50s, my favorite gift of all time was a metal gas station. And when you put the little tab B into slot A to make them together, two things happen simultaneously. We immediately hearken back to our grammar school years or that big Christmas. It doesn't even have to be a big Christmas. And sometimes I think we forget all. All of those years between then and now, we hearken back to something. There's no way it could possibly ever exist again. So we kind of trap ourselves in a sense. Well, yes. I mean, that's what I was talking about earlier with the holiday blues coming from this melancholy 
I wish life could still be like a Norman Rockwell painting. That's what we need. But since it can't, then we need to find other ways to make it fun and doing something different that you never did do for the holidays, trying to find pleasure in having a new experience. I know some folks who basically decided to not give themselves or each other gifts. They did this a couple of years ago. They get catalogs from groups that feed people around the world, build houses, that sort of thing. And they spend their money that way. Give somebody running water for Christmas and this is my gift to you. Yes, that's like what I was saying about volunteering. The best antidote to feeling depressed or stressed or disappointed is to be doing something for somebody else. You talk about physiological things a lot. You're not an MD physical doctor. No, I am an MD. Oh, I'm sorry. My mistake. I am so sorry. Well, people confuse psychologists and psychiatrists all the time. Psychiatrists, like what I am, have an MD. You go to medical school first and then you do a psychiatric residency. Psychologists go to psychology grad school. Gotcha. Along this time, you're in terms of stress, overall, different breathing techniques, learning how to breathe. We all think we know how to breathe. Relaxation right. techniques, yoga. How much does that physical activity matter in terms of really having a mental effect? Can it actually just be a doorway to stress relief? Yes, physical activity. It doesn't have to be like playing basketball. It can just be walking in the woods. I mean, nature really is a healing thing to do. And that's why during the lockdowns, it was so anti-getting well, anti-wellness to be locked down in your house. The best thing to have done would be to walk in the woods or walk anywhere near nature, even in your garden, be in the sunlight and so on. Now, too, spending time in nature, whatever kind of nature is near where you live, is incredibly beneficial. It's been incredibly beneficial having you with us on the program this morning. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. That closes out this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway to Health Podcast through Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo, And let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway to Health podcast through our website. Or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health podcast is a production of Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo.